You're listening to El Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Hey everyone, uh, thanks for listening to a new episode of Yoshi Did. I'm back in Los Angeles, and please download my app at the Apple Store, as well as, if you can't donate, please buy my t-shirts. It's difficult to pay for this show at times, so I appreciate it. Anyway, I'm back in Los Angeles. I'm here with my good friend, Jonathan Branstein, and I don't know what else to say, except he's a great person, and a, as well as a friend, and he's helped me so much, not just in the comedy world, but as far oh, as Yoshi. traveling as well, and... Um, um, there's been times when it's when I had a difficult time. So you're one of the few people that handfuls of people that I talk to and uh, make me feel really good about myself. Well, and um, he is not only a great. Don't believe what I said. <laughs> don't believe. Believe this part when I say this. He's one of the great uh, comedy managers as well as other talents. Uh, I think you manage also writers too, right, Jonathan? Yeah, I manage some writers. I manage some directors and actors as well. Couple, yeah. Yeah, and um, I met you first through the great comedian Jim Norton, and Indeed. I want to talk to you about your background a little bit, as well as our love for traveling overseas. Yeah, and 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 you know, career and managing comedians. But I think the biggest one I really I really want to talk because it's, it's been difficult for most of my comedians' friends, but about the passing of a great comedian, Patrice O'Neill, and. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're not familiar, Patrice, it's uh, there's been books like Cultural Literacy, things every educated people should know. If you're a student of comedy, Patrice have to be on the top five for sure, in my opinion, in, in modern comedy in the last 25 years. Yeah. And it's insulting to say he's one of the great African-American comics. He was just one of the best comic, comedian, period. period. Yeah. Uh, f- from comedians such as Ricky Gervais to Louis C.K. and David Tell, they always always mention that he's, he's their know, favorite. It, it, but if you think about comedians, though, there's like I've heard that that uh, title where they say black comedians, and when I think of that, I think of guys that really play, if you will, black clubs. Right. Um, but Patrice just played regular clubs. I mean, there there are clubs that pretty much. The, the core audience will be African-American, black people, whatever. Sure. But that's not what we mean. No, 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 no. A- any more than we don't, we don't know, most people won't say Michael Jones was greatest black athlete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was the greatest athlete of all yeah, time. Sure. <clears throat> but Patrice never played, uh, no, I shouldn't say never. Uh, that's not true. But he, for the most part, at least for the time that I worked with him, sure. played mainstream places for the most part. His audience would be an interesting mix of people. But uh, if you look at... Uh, Elephant in the Room, the document. I mean, the uh, his special. special. Yeah, that it's a uh, masterpiece. It's really good. I'm proud of that. Um, That's right. You're the, obviously you're the manager and the producer of that. Show. Yeah, and the thing about that is Elephant in the Room. Uh, when we shot it originally, Patrice wanted to do it in D.C. Um, and Comedy Central, for the most part, who paid for it, um, they gave us a good deal of leeway with certain things with most most importantly was material i mean there wasn't anything that he couldn't do in that respect and he could pretty much have the intro he wanted to have he could have the 
you know, a lot of the things that he wanted, but the one thing that he really wanted was to do it in D.C. And um, that's because he felt that that audience was the perfect audience for him. And um, it's interesting because Dave, I asked David Taylor one time where he liked to perform the best, his favorite place. He told me it's Washington D.C. And I asked really? him why. Yeah, he, I asked him why. And he said it's because most people in D.C. works in uh, business and politics, and quite often they have to be PC, and it's hard to express their true feelings about a uh, topic of the day. And it was just frustrating for them because you got to watch what you say and so it yeah. was really great relief to go to a comedy club and just hear some awful things and people who were saying pretty extreme stuff yeah. and being honest and Patrice was one of those great comedian um yeah, he, 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 they yeah. really loved him. Like I've even talked to people from DC. Like when they saw Patrice, they said like they loved him. Um, people, it, it, well, so when we when but we shot it in New York. That was the one thing that Comedy Central wouldn't let us do was shoot it in mm -hmm. DC. And I understand because they were also shooting some other specials at that time, and they would get a better deal if we shot it at the same venue. Mm -hmm. Although it didn't have to look the same, but but we just. They wanted it in New York. No, no, I'm sorry. They weren't shooting other specials, but they were doing the New York comedy festivals at that same time. Uh. So they, they needed to be there. They wanted us there to do it then. And that was the one compromise that I think we had to make. But Patrice was really angry about it because we knew about the special. We were going to do it like six months in advance. Sure. But he, it was the one thing he wanted. And when he realized he couldn't have it, he was really angry about it for like four months you know leading up to the special um and it was at times really uncomfortable to talk to him about it because he just he kind of was like oh, i don't want to talk about it i don't want to you know when there was work to be done you know like talk about the sets talk about uh, you know the look of it things like that that you discuss with any comedian when you're doing a comedy special and he just didn't want to talk about this stuff um one of the other producers was this guy john Irwin, and you know, John's done many, many comedy specials, and, and John kept saying to me, ah, I, it's, it's hard to do this because if I can't talk to Patrice. And eventually he, he you know, kind of got past it, his anger for it. Um, and, and later what I realized was all that anger had to do with he wanted this audience that um, would, would be for him because for those of you who don't know about his comedy, he, he does do... Uh, he does. He does. Parts of his show involve. Parts of his act involve talking to the audience. Not in any way like crowd work. No. It's not the same at all. Um, just to be clear. Um, but the thing is, is that he wanted to be able to uh, talk to the audience, and and I think the audience for him that he envisioned would be this DC audience, which would be this perfect mix of both some black people, some white people. Uh, you know, just just a mix of people and. He was worried about New York, I think, getting it, um, and miraculously, uh, there was this uh, woman who's an audience coordinator named Samantha Black who um, was terrific. Um, a lot of comedians don't like audience coordinators, and I understand that because it's sort of like they try to, to juice up the audience a little bit and put the crazy fans in the front row and everything so it looks good on TV, and some guys would argue, oh, that's not being true, you shouldn't do that, you know, it should just be whatever audience comes in and sees the show. Um, but for Patrice, it wasn't so much that. It was just he wanted this particular audience because he wanted he knew the show would work well if he had a good audience. Anyway, so 
when when I watched the special, he did say in the very yeah, beginning, yeah, he says, "Thank he, you, audience, thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah." Because there was a young yeah. gal with a yeah. big tits. Yeah, yeah. well, there was yeah. a, there was a there was a white girl with a black guy. There was, yeah. I mean, it was like it was the perfect because he did he talked a lot about relationships, and this for him was the perfect. Uh, you know, he even said to me he was really happy with this audience. He right really, after the show, yeah, yeah. Did you did you did you guys do once? Or we just did two. We did two. We taped two shows. Okay. And uh, and you know the way you do it is you 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 tape two and you you use one as your sort of base when you're editing uh, that is going to be your show and then you can always fly stuff in and out from right. the other show. Uh, if it, but if that it audience was work. perfect. Yeah, the, 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 the ones right. that he talked. I mean, it was perfect reaction on, on yeah. both parts. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a. Uh, it's a must. Everybody should watch this. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can buy it on uh, I don't know where. I guess on Amazon. Sure. But, uh, um, but more importantly, and I say this because it's important that you buy Elephant in the Room if you want to see something amazing, something really, really special. Uh, but in addition to that, in addition to that, buy you should buy this album that we put out right after his death called uh, Mr. P. And that album is also in some ways the perfect album um i listened to it, it was excellent yeah and and patrice was so happy with it i'm i i, I you know I, I it's it was such a strange experience to go through when he died and i really am so grateful and happy i mean i can't express how happy i am that we had this album uh done i mean basically done you know um uh, Vaughn, uh, his his girlfriend, oh, a wife, wife, uh, yeah, wife, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she Vaughn Vaughn was terrific. She <clears throat> knew what he even wanted for the artwork. Um, she knew what he wanted for some of the just tweaks. Mm -hmm. So it, it really was. I mean, it wasn't like we had to cobble something together. I mean, it was all done. Patrice did it all. And uh, by the way, I, I I like to take a moment and thank uh, our good friend David Cho for doing the artwork. And, yeah, um, I, I really I, no, no, no. But but well, he did the artwork for the second album. Oh, for the second album. Yeah. Okay, the one that's out now. <clears throat> Excuse me. He the uh, the first album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm so grateful to Dave for doing that. Yoshi was kind enough to uh, introduce Dave Cho to uh, Patrice's comedy, and he really, it, you know, I mean, uh, he really took a liking to it. And you know, we could never have gotten someone like Dave to do something like this. So we're we're, we're thrilled with this. It's the second album. Uh, which is called Unreleased, and, and uh, it's it's a beautiful artwork, and yeah, we're really and, happy with it. And I'm I'm glad he he, he yeah. did it for us, and uh, yeah. yeah, please support Patrice's family by yeah. buying e buy either. Well, the new one is uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill Unreleased, Unreleased, and the first one is Mr. P. You can buy them through iTunes, uh, through I don't know Amazon, all the other different sure online places to get it, or you could probably go to a store too because there are hard copies of it. The we have a limited number of hard copies of the uh, actual album with the Dave Cho artwork, which is great. So, and wait, 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 is there a website for Patrice's? Yeah, yeah, uh, Patrice. Well, yeah, his website is still up, patriceoneal.com. Okay, um, but also, uh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry, it's Big Mama Productions. Wait, okay, let me look just to make sure because now I'm. <laughs> um, well, while Jonathan's looking it up, please re also read. There was an amazing article in New Yorker. Um, magazine about profile Patrice and it, it's a, a testimony to Patrice's influence in his work and uh, it was a, a good reading on Patrice and he really is it's just too bad <sighs> it's a tragic that you know he, he didn't live you know another 20 30 years the amount of work that he would have done and I would have been curious to listen to his 
point of view on Trevon Martin case and other racial stuff because Patrice is one of those few guys who could really actually talk about race issues and you could yeah. have a very good conversation. I'm him, even with Anthony on uh, Open Anthony Show, Jim Norton. Yeah, you, you, you know. can go to patriceoneal.com. You can mm-hmm. also go to the Twitter, Big Mama Prods. Okay. Um, which will link you to there. Um, but uh, yeah, patriceoneal.com is still up. Um, forgive me, I, I, I should know this, but I, I, I'm so used to just looking at the Twitter. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so look, look him up because. Please, please buy his new albums as well as look his YouTube clips on whenever he was on Open Anthony and uh, sh- another great show. What seven, eight, nine years ago? Tough crowds. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic with Colin Quinn, Jim Norton, Keith Robinson, and Robert Kelly's of the world. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's animation up on the site. There's uh, um, there's all sorts of cool stuff in there. There's pictures of everybody, so it's pretty neat. Now, as a manager, you know, you, you don't have to motivate him. He was always motivated to do work, and he was a very funny comedian. But um, let's, be, let's be frank here. There, there's times Patrice can be incredibly difficult, one of the most difficult <laughs> talent. Patrice, no. Yeah. He was one of the difficult. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm really sad to say this because last time I saw him, I had a big argument like a night before I saw him last, and then that, that was pretty much... Last time I saw him, but I'm very grateful that you put me in the show, work with him. Yeah, uh, I, I was just blown away. I mean, he he really was force of nature. This is a thing. show in Arizona. Yes, at was it the Arizona Improv maybe, or the Phoenix Improv? Stand up. Uh, I can't remember the name of the club now. Stand up live. Stand up live. Phoenix. Anyway, in Phoenix, yeah. And uh, <laughs> two years ago, wait, I, I have it on my phone, and I'm going to read you. Oh yes, these text messages because they were just fantastic. Um, yes. Uh, something about Patrice saying something about me. <laughs> yeah, yes, the, here they are. Okay. So there's there's a bunch of things on here. Um, one thing to set up a little bit of a story, and please read exactly what he said. This was I will, but this was this was in um, summer of 2011. Yeah, this was when was it? Summer of 2011. Summer like August, I think. Yeah. So imagine how hot it is in August in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona, and um, my plan was I was going to go to the gig. My father lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, so I was going to swing by, see him, have dinner with him, and then go over to the show, hang out at the show, watch the show, then drive back with Patrice. Right. And uh, this is on the last day of the show. Now, um, Yoshi left on like a Thursday or whatever, and the first text message <laughs> that I get from, from him Patrice. Yeah. is, um, wait, hold on, uh... I, I don't have an AC in my car, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I get a text message. This is, all right, July 29th. Okay. okay. The fact that you're tight with Yoshi bugs me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I wrote, why? He wrote, let's see. He drove here eight hours with no AC in his car. I got 20 more. <laughs> my response was, oh, Jesus, this is pretty disturbing. Number two, he's a filthy Asian hack. Which is oh, true. <laughs> I wrote, oh boy. Then he wrote, he asks antiquated dumb questions. He's useless. Then I wrote, uh, then he just wrote me back, oh well. Um, and then, hold on, I'm looking here. Okay. Well, that's, the, those are the, those are the ones. Yeah, yeah. In, in context with uh, the show. But um, when I arrived, 
Patrice and Yoshi had been arguing for like three days straight. No, it was just the last day. It was, but last day show, uh, he said something like, he said something about, I don't have any Asian friends. And I would just look around like, wait, I thought I was friends with him for the last nine years. <laughs> and he was bashing Asian people, which I don't really care. Yeah. But after the show, we were talking in the green room. And I'm like, but you, what was the deal about not having Asian friends? And then next two and a half, three hours, he was telling me how much he hated Asian people and how much of a racist I am. I don't mind people calling me racist. It's just, you got to give me a reason why you think I'm racist, you know, because right. I really haven't spent a lot of time with Patrice. But, you know, he, he was, would tell me one of the things that really bothered him, and I love this story. Mm-hmm. And when he would talk about Asian people, a lot of people, in, maybe they don't, maybe they know this, maybe they don't. He and loved, by the way, those Asian people that he's talking about, they're rude to me too, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, he he, lo- he loved fish, and he had this uh, oh, God. fish yes, tank, and this. really like exotic fish tank, like a serious setup with you know I don't know how I don't know fish tanks, but like lots of gallons and and uh, all sorts Beautiful of tropical fish. fish. Sure, yeah, and, he, and I mean it was one of those where you got to keep like a motor running and a whole thing with water. He's a big animal lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but he was really into his fish. And one one day I asked him about something having to do because we got a, a betta fish. Um, you know the kind you put. It's basically the kind you put. Like it's almost like a goldfish. Anyway, and I asked, I mentioned it, and he st- he just like spouted an amazing amount of knowledge about uh, betta fish, and I was like, whoa! And that's when he started telling me about how he has all these fish, and I didn't realize it. And then it led to the conversation of he's had this like fish tank for ten years, and this guy who's been coming to his house is an Asian guy, Chinese guy, yeah, a Chinese guy, yeah. And he he did this impression. I, I'm not even gonna try because it was. I can't do it the way Patrice did it, but it, I never. It's really funny. It's one of those things that would I would just, you know, just have a huge belly laugh every time I heard this impression of the guy, because Patrice had this funny way of imitating him. Anyway, he he um, he said that his thing was like the guy would still talk to Patrice mm-hmm. like he didn't know anything about fish. Now, when you have, when you've been coming and servicing a guy's tank for ten years, at a certain point, you kind of need to give them some um, uh, credibility, some a little bit of credit that they know what they're talking about, you know. Yeah. And he just he seemed to talk down to Patrice as if he was showing up at some guy's house who, for the first time, and that was one of those things that enraged him. Another thing was I was with him at a place in. No, no, uh, but but another thing was, he tried to give Patrice discount for like two dollars or something. <laughs> oh yeah. The, yes. So so Patrice got mad. So he went upstairs, got everything pennies yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Chinese guy took it. Yeah. And well, I have another one like that. We, we were in. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying Asian people can be rude. I know they can be. No, rude, and this is a rude. terrible story to tell, but I'll tell it because oh, please it's tell me. funny. One of the things I love is. Uh, By the way, Jonathan, but I did tell him like, yeah, okay, I believe everything you say, but what the fuck does that have <laughs> yeah. to do with me? I, I'm not rude to you. No, but he he loved talking about that stuff. I think he loved. I know, it. but like, yeah. yeah, but he had to use somebody to put up on the the pulpit, I suppose. But but anyway, yeah. he, he uh, we I love uh, Vietnamese pho or pho, how you say it? Pho, yeah. Um The you know the noodles. The, the noodles in the soup. I, I just love it. And uh, I remember you took him one time in La Cienega. In Los I took Angeles. him several times to different pho places. Um, I showed one, up one time. <laughs> what? Which one? I showed up one time after you guys finished eating. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, there was one time mm-hmm. we went to this place uh, in Koreatown in Los Angeles. Um, oh, boy. On, on Western Avenue. And 
it's not Vietnamese, it's Korean, yeah. um, which, not that that makes any difference, um, but I was annoyed because I didn't realize that it was a Korean-owned place. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you're going to go for Vietnamese food, go to a Vietnamese place. Absolutely. Uh, Koreans trying to do it. Anyway, so we went there, and he, uh, I remember we ordered some stuff, and then he wanted to pick up the check. And I said, no, no, I got it. And he said, no, 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 I got it. So he um, and and they were the woman yeah. was being slightly like trying to hurry us along, which mm-hmm. was a mistake with Patrice. And so he, the bill was like you know I don't know nineteen dollars and you know uh, or no like 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 twenty dollars and four cents or mm-hmm. something like that or three cents. Two, actually, no, I remember it was two cents. Okay. $20. I think I know where this conversation is going, but and go ahead. Patrice <laughs> handed the woman a 20. Yeah. Now, we weren't done, so this he was not going to, he was going to leave a tip on the table. I want to, I make this point only to imply that Patrice was not a, he wasn't a tipper or something like that. No, no, no. He was going to, because I, I saw him many times. In fact, he actually tipped very well. Um, because that was just. Are you thing. emphasizing this part because it's black? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not emphasizing this part. I, I, that, that actually had not even occurred to me. Right. I'm I'm saying it because anyway. I, I just I don't want to give the impression that he was a bad tipper. He was a very good tipper. Anyway, so it was twenty dollars and two cents, and Patrice hands the woman a twenty. Yeah, and she goes, "What about the two cents?" And I go, no, 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 no. And I immediately go, oh, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. And he goes, huh, what? And I go, no, no, no. <laughs> now I'm, I'm like, I, I just don't want to have a fight here. Yeah. The, I don't want to have a scene because, because this for. is certainly not about two cents. No. Now it's a matter of principle. And it's just, he just is like, what? And I remember he said something like, doesn't she have any humanity? Really? Come mm-hmm. on. And, and it was this moment of like I understand like it is kind of just you know it's one thing if it was like we were short 50 cents you kind of go ah, 50 cents is half a dollar or whatever but two cents is sort of you know it, it was just and it was one of those moments where he's like see this is why I hate Asian people and I said I I actually argued with him and I said well no that's that's not I don't I don't think that this would be uh, but only don't, don't, but, don't, but don't you think that's that's the part what's driving me crazy because well no no, no. I argued mm-hmm. with him because I said mm-hmm. I don't think that's just an Asian thing um, look I'm Jewish you could say hey you know I mean this could have been a deli maybe they I just got the back same. from South Jersey and, and three times in a row when I tried to buy marijuana I got ripped off three times in a row I'm not gonna <laughs> and, 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 and they were black drug dealers but anyway I'm not gonna apply the same thing about black people being dishonest I just happened to get a dishonest Black drug dealers, which sounds redundant, but um, <laughs> um, well, I you know. But Patrice, he he, you know what? You could talk uncomfortable conversation when he doesn't get mad. He doesn't yeah. get mad at you about having that conversation. No, no, no. I'm telling you, he might be the most principal person ever to be a stand-up comic. And when I say principal, he believes sets of things that he believes yeah. in. He will follow through, it, even if it hurts his self-interest. And believe me. Um, he did hurt him, but he believed those. I think he even said he was really I mean, like he, one thing that I absolutely loved about Patrice. He it's the same reason many people love Patrice. He was just wouldn't bend. You know, he mm. just wouldn't. He he wouldn't bend. He wouldn't compromise um, in terms of his real principles. And and uh, but that's that's got to be tough for you as a manager because oh, it's brutal. I'm, well, I'll tell you something funny to me. Uh, funny to me, but funny 
maybe people find it funny is we had this meeting at uh, FX. And oh no! The network that's <laughs> okay. the same network that does Louis' show. They do um, which stands for Fox Extend, and uh, it's a very good channel. Is that what it stands for? I didn't even know that. Yeah, Fox Extend. Yeah, so, uh, and now you know they're coming out with F X X. Yeah, what does that mean? I, I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they um, we were there. We were at this meeting, and uh, this guy John Landgraf, who's the head of FX, a genius. That he gave really an incredible a deal yeah, to he's, Louis C.K. He's, he's wonderful. Uh, yeah. he's, John is a really, really bright guy, and he got Patrice. And that was just. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've been in a meeting that was. We, we didn't have to sell anything. It was literally, he just said, what do you want to do? I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm signing up. And, uh, and, and that's part of the, I guess that, that, that adds to the tragedy of this is that, uh, you know. He and was, believe me, when, I love Patrice. He was not an easy guy. I didn't like the last talk, and it makes me sad that he passed away. <laughs> but he is principal. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm like I keep saying. But remember, after you, we, we left but I'm that also, I feel bad before you because you work so hard, and he's not an no. easy person to deal with. And you, des- you, sh- you deserve to have a... A livelihood that was denied you because of this whole well, tragedy and it yeah. really is tragedy it was tough uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it was really really hard um but anyway mm-hmm. thanks for bringing it down yosh <laughs> anyway <laughs> right. um no but I, I was about to tell a funny story um no the story was we were there we, we had this meeting and you know we left because literally it was it was an amazing meeting john langraf was like all right we're gonna do the show let's do it and when we left um, we went to this restaurant to go eat lunch at, and we were sitting there, and, and Patrice just didn't believe it. He was suspicious because it just – this had never – I don't think he had ever walked into a room where we didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to put on some show or, or you know, nothing. Not that he would, but 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 even, even really pitch the story or answer stupid questions, none of that. And there's been many meetings where he oh started call, calling people that he hated in the yeah, room. Right? I, I, yeah. I've, I was in some of those meetings, and, but I can tell you – in this meeting, it was just incredible. I mean, we literally walked and we had a pitch ready and everything. We didn't even pitch it because mm-hmm. John just came in and he goes, "I, I want to do it. I'm, I believe in your comedy." And, and it was amazing. It was like he's like, "I'll let you do whatever you want. How do you want to do it? Do you want to do a script? Do you want to shoot something first? Do you want?" I mean, it was. We were just. It was. I, I never in my in, in yeah. you know all the time doing this. Never been in a meeting like that. Anyway, he didn't really. At first, he he couldn't believe it. He was just like, "Something's up. Something's not right." And then he said to me. He's getting fired, this guy, because he wouldn't do that if he was, you know, planning on working there for a long time. But Jonathan, when you had that meeting, was Louis C.K. show? Oh yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Louis show was okay, on. It was so, a hit. Is so John must know how. Yeah, know, no, yeah. no. I, I, but it was just funny. Patrice thought, you know, well, he's getting fired because nobody gives a deal out that easily, or nobody, you know. And it was one of the rare moments of Patrice being, um, uh, maybe just showing a slight. I don't want to use the word insecurity because it wasn't that. It was, um, you know, skepticism. Well, it, it was more of he just he just was he just was shocked that somebody would give him a show that because easily. years of a disappointment and, because of and, years yeah. of just horrible meetings and bullshit executives and you know assholes having to answer stupid questions and stuff like that and just all sorts of stuff and and so he he was just I think really kind of sh- we as it was I too because I yeah. you know he was shocked by it but. I knew it wasn't bullshit, and, and and you know Patrice. I think he, you know, I don't think he was asking to be funny. I think he was serious. He was like, "Is this guy really for real? Is he doing?" This? So I remember he he spent the next like hour and a half or so in this sort of bewilderment, like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I can't believe this happened." And then I remember he said to me, "He goes, maybe this is a ploy." 
to get me to do something that I don't want to do. And I said, well, if so, I guess, but that would certainly be a really kind of strange way to go about something and an expensive way to go about something. And he said, you know, and he just, he turned to me and I'll never forget this. He goes, you know, my whole life, um, I've been trying like to stick to my, my guns and not, you know, give in, not, not try to, uh, do what they, you know, what the way they want me to do it, but the way I want to do it. Right. And, you know, my biggest fear is that if I do do it the way they want me to do it and I find out it's not that bad, I'm going to be so fucking pissed off for all the years that I didn't do it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I, it was just sort of profound when he said that to me. I, I, uh, I, I thought it was funny and at the same time, um, the, you know, it really, it was this incredible insight into he just was a guy who wasn't going to do he, you know, he 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 didn't want to try to warp or or mold his ideas around someone else's or to someone else's. He had what he wanted to do and do it his way. But was it? But the, that must that wasn't that can't be that easy at times, right? I mean, oh, it's really easy. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not easy at all. It's because uh, recently I I was listening to I don't know maybe Tom Segura's podcast they were interviewing Bill Bill Burr and I think they were the one telling me but they were talking about Colin Quinn and Colin admit this like he regret maybe not schmoozing and staying after like uh, you know like comedy festival and afterward meeting and schmoozing people and like maybe he he I was shocked to hear that Colin regret not doing that because I can tell you because I mm-hmm. I. I have in the past managed Colin, and um, for a short period of time, and I can tell you, um, there's a real similarity with Patrice Colin. Colin's uh, a very principled, just like Jim. Yeah, and Jim Norton. Um, yeah. That's you know, when you look at this group of comedians, um, you know, they're blue chips for sure. Bill Burr is in that league, uh, in that in that group. Um, uh, Robert Kelly, um, you know. I, I don't want to. Well, Rich Voss and I, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, Rich Voss. Rich but, Voss uh, I wanted to make too. a joke, but uh, uh, it didn't come out good. So, yeah. It, it's interesting because it, it seems like you. I don't want to name names because I don't want to have problems. And it just seems like there's element of like shamelessness is necessary to make in this business, and and willing to. I mean, shamelessness. I mean, uh, I mean, there's times I, I, I see a talent that is not that talented compared to your clients. But they will do whatever necessary to get that show going, and yeah, they do I, some underhanded stuff too. Yeah, I, I've seen. Um, well, you're talking about comedians in general. Well, comedians and actors, I guess. You know, there's always shameless. I, you know, but listen, they say some ridiculous stuff on stage, but none of those comedians that we mentioned are shameless at all. I really respect. Well, that's all the of thing. Them. I mean, I, you know. To say that no one, you know, I, it wouldn't be. I would. It wouldn't be right for me to say that none of these have ever been shameless mm-hmm. in, in their lives. I, I hope. Hey, if they say they haven't, then great. You know, I wouldn't know that. But um, I think that at one point or another, no matter what you're doing in the business, you're going to find yourself doing something that may, might not feel right or silly. Look, even excuse me, auditioning for certain things. Yeah, you know, you're. Um, 
you, you know, sometimes it's, it's you know, you, you walk into that room, you, you know, there's 10 other guys in there, and you feel like, oh, God, I'm so wrong for this. You know, Jim Norton tells a story about he went on an audition for uh, <laughs> Calvin Klein jeans. I mean... Boy, I remember that, but how did that happen? Like, how... how? I was not managing him at the time. Um, okay. But... Uh, on an audition and it was for Calvin Klein jeans and he said you know I, I, every I wanna, guy in there is like gay 9, 10 right I mean I mean you know it just it was just they looked very different than Jim and <laughs> wow yeah it's a, it's a really <laughs> funny story I mean I, <laughs> but, it, but 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 that I mean like that's a perfect example of where you know I, you have to you know there's going to be stuff that you got to do in this business but again I mean uh well, in a situation, Patrice, either he doesn't do it, or you gotta really work really hard on him, right? Try to persuade him to do something. Oh yeah, I mean, look, even <laughs> there was a movie, uh, the last movie that he did, mm -hmm. um, which uh, uh, forgive me, the name of it. Is that with the Patton Oswalt? Yes, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I keep Scoutmasters. Yeah, uh, I believe is the name of it. Um, and I'm, and again, so the audience doesn't think that I don't remember these things of what my clients are doing. Please understand, the name was a different name for the longest time, and so they changed it, and that's why I have this like block. I keep calling it sure. the other thing. It is weekend too. Yeah, but anyway, um, no, uh, yeah, Scoutmasters. Um, so how did you persuade wait, him to do now, it? Now, 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 I feel like an idiot. I want to make sure it was Scoutmasters. Was it Scoutmasters? Let's see. Let's look it up, Yosh. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch the movie, but well. So, how much work did you have to do to get him on this audition? And um, how much work did I have? Uh, did he did he say yes right away, or let's see here, just so that I don't come off like a complete idiot. I apologize. We're making you wait for this. This isn't that exciting, but I just want to make sure that I'm I've got it right. I swear, I think I have Alzheimer's disease. Nature Calls. Nature okay, calls. you okay. see, it was called Scoutmasters for a while. Then, then they changed it to Nature Calls. I mean, it was called something else before Scoutmasters. Okay. So, uh, forgive me. Um, he was against it, or was it was he for it from the beginning to do it? Oh, against it. He didn't want to do it. And um, it was, is that after reading the script, or he just didn't want to do it? No, he he read the script. Um, it was funny. He had read the script and was like, "Eh, I don't want to do it." And it was an audition, so I said, okay. I wasn't going to fight him on it. Mm -hmm. Then Todd Rohal, no, not Todd Rohal, one of the producers on it had called me and said, look, we really want Patrice to come in for this. And I said, you know what? I, honestly, I can't get him to do it, and he doesn't want to do it. So why don't you just offer it to him? And he's like, well, I'll offer it to him. All right, let me see what he can. We went back and forth, and eventually they said, look, we want to offer it to him. It's basically his, but we do want to see the chemistry. You know, in this case, you kind of go, well, look, it's it's yours if you want to do it. And that kind of changed changed it for him a little bit. And then when he found out some of the cast, and then he was like, all right, okay. And so, but it it took um, a lot of work, countless phone calls to set this thing up. And eventually he just, the, the thing was he was going to go in there, he was going to read it, and then he was going to have a meeting with the director. And I knew that it was going to work out fine, but it, just getting the whole thing set up and... Um, mm -hmm. but he was happy to do it and uh, it worked out And um, but yes, the story isn't that exciting but it, 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 when I think back it probably took and I'm not making this up 
two weeks of solid phone calls back and forth, back and forth, back Jeez. and forth to to uh, get him to do it. And um, and that was just the <laughs> that was just to go in. Once he got the movie, um, then then it was uh, we had to figure out you know his deal and stuff like that. But we more importantly at that time he got the roast. He was asked to do the roast for Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. and um, he was great for on Comedy it. Central. And that was another thing where this wasn't. I'll say it this way: it, it wasn't so much. He didn't. He didn't. You know, well, we didn't have the luxury of debating for for days and days on this. It, this was like, look, you know, and, and again, Patrice could focus on it when he needed to, but hey, look, you only have we have like a day, twenty four hours to make a decision here. It was it was quick. Um, they offered to him, or they offered it to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, oh, he wouldn't audition for that. No, <laughs> I mean, please, uh, but but no, they offered it to him, and uh, we. He accepted it, um, and he had some really interesting reasons. I, one of them, he even stated on the roast, was simply because he liked the moment that Charlie had had, Charlie Sheen had had, in the media with, um, you know, with relation to to uh, his problem with Chuck Lorre and all that uh, stuff. He, yeah, he, he really, men. Patrice, really, for whatever reason, he really connected with that moment. He thought that was really there was something there to it, and that you never get to Char see. You know, Charlie always did his way. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I personally know him, and uh, he is a wonderful guy. I like Charlie Sheen a lot. Um, uh, every experience I've had with him has been really pleasant and great, and um, uh, I know there are stories out there, but I personally have found Charlie to be nothing but a really good guy. Um, and when Patrice passed away, he, he said that Charlie Sheen yeah. said nice things about him, very gracious. Well, more importantly, when, when Patrice had passed away, um, Charlie tweeted something uh, for Patrice to buy the album, mm -hmm. and it was so powerful. It went from number eight on iTunes to number three in the course of just you know minutes. Sure, right after he tweeted it, and it has a real it had a real effect, and um, it was really really nice of him to do that. And uh, you know he didn't really know Patrice uh, other than that night he had met him. Um, and but he loved the but he liked him. Yeah, he yeah. liked his comedy. Um, and I found out later on, interestingly enough, there's a guy who is a really good friend of Charlie's um, who was the one who actually showed Patrice, uh, I mean, excuse me, showed Charlie Patrice's uh, elephant in the room. And, and that was how his name, because I, I was trying to understand how his name got thrown into the mix. And again, mm -hmm. not because I don't think he was worthy of it, I just didn't think that Comedy Central would necessarily think of <clears throat> to come to Patrice for this stuff. They really, you know... Um, Maybe they were a little intimidated by Patrice as well, you know? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, but 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 it was just one of those weird things. And then I was like, just try... Because, you know, I know one, I know this. On the roast, when they pick uh, whoever it is that's getting roasted, those... those The 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 roastee gets to pick a lot of people on that. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you know, again, it makes sense in a way... Um, but I know that the network does have an influence in the producers of the show and all sure. that. They they do suggest and strongly suggest certain comics. And again, Jeff Ross, I, I know, has a... Uh, I would say, from my experience with this, Jeff is probably has a lot of say and is the voice of, you know, trying to get other comedians in there, as opposed to other celebrities that are friends with the roasty, you know, that... Because sometimes, you know, uh, and again, there's writers and everything, but but when you have a, um, you know, a, a celebrity that's getting roasted and they want to have more of their celebrity friends, 
it, it might look good on the uh, dais for the television, sure. and for you know star power to get people to watch it, but those aren't going to necessarily be your best roast roasters. Um, you know, like on Charlie's, I thought they had a pretty solid group. Amy um, Schumer, Anthony oh, Amy Jeselnik, was amazing. Yeah. Um, uh Anthony Jeselnik. You had uh, uh, Jeffrey Ross, obviously. Obviously, Jeff, who's terrific, and and and. But but uh, you know even <clears throat> William Shatner was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen roasts where people have had their friends, but sometimes those friends aren't as funny, and it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you know, they have writers help them and stuff. Sure. But you just go. Oh. It's it's hard to teach people timing. Yeah. You know. But 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 um, the roast was. Uh, I thought that was a sort. There was sort of a turning point there. For Patrice, um, and I like the fact that he heard all sorts of nonsense by others, and he went up last. Yeah. And instead of going with the plan, I, I can tell you this: mm-hmm. the night before, you know, again, I mean, another great Patrice story is he didn't want to work with the writers yeah. uh, that much. In fact, at all, um, uh, not at all. He just wanted nothing to do with it. He didn't want to like show his material. He didn't want to show his jokes. And, you know, the writers were calling me and they're like, we, 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 we just need to see what he's thinking of doing, you know, and, and this is all network kind of stuff. And At the last minute, he even got read out things that he was going to talk about. He just went, uh, it just came out. Remember he had that? Yeah, go I was getting to that. Oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway, uh, just kidding. Well, no, I'm not kidding. But um, <laughs> Thanks, Yosh. Um, no, what happened was uh, Patrice, I think I'm talking too slow maybe. I'll, I'll speed no, no, it up. No. Um, so anyway, um, Patrice didn't want to show his jokes. He had agreed. There was one writer um, who he knew well, who I think he trusted. That he said, "Why not? You can come over, and I'll talk about some of the stuff I'm going to talk about." But again, I was there, uh, sitting with this other writer. Well, it was, it was Kurt Metzger, and uh, and myself in the room with Patrice alone. And um, you know, he kind of talked about some subjects. And you know, Patrice, one thing that was really special about him, he was really inclusive. You know, he wasn't. Um, and it wasn't like we were having this brainstorming session. It was just like, you know, you sit around and we're talking. And he loved including you. And if you shared, if you gave into that conversation, he he didn't look at you as manager, writer, whatever. It was just, you're like the dudes in the room and we're talking mm-hmm. and we're sharing. And that was cool. And so, you know, like he would bring up subjects and we'd make, you know, feeble attempts at jokes at him. And then he would he would take that and they'd go, oh, what about this? And you'd go, oh, yeah. And and so it was, it was amazing to see that. And, um... But I can tell you, he had a, he had a few things kind of loosely written down on paper and some subjects, and then enough that I think he was able to say to them, "Okay, here, this is like kind of the stuff that I'll do." And um, he, he got up there right right when he got up there, he just he took the paper and went, "Ah, forget it," and right off the top of his head, all that stuff. Um, and it was, I thought he was amazing on the show. I he thought, was brilliant. Uh, um, what was that? His last televised. That was his last televised appearance, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking. Was there? Yeah, yeah. That was that was the last televised appearance. Yeah, it was crazy. It was. Uh, it, I, you know, it was. Let's see. That was September. I want to say the roast. Yeah. So the roast was September, and uh, wait, the roast was September. He had, yeah, 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 yeah. It was only like a month, a uh, month and a half later that uh, 
So can I can I tell you the sequence when I find out what was going through my head? I'm just kind of curious what was going through your head. Um, so of what? When the whole thing Patrice having a stroke. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was because uh, you called me and you needed a help with something, and I don't remember it had something to do with Florentine Town, and um, you needed help with something. I needed a phone number, I think. Uh, you needed you needed help with something, then it got quiet. Then you told me, please don't share anything. Yeah, something happened to Patrice. And, well, you know, there was, uh, yeah, there was. It was a God. That day was horrible. Um, there was, I, I I was sleeping, and I heard my phone like buzz, and I guess, um, and I looked, and I thought it was like an email, you know, mm-hmm. but I but I didn't know was my phone was on vibrate. So I turned my head over and went back to sleep again. Then I heard it buzz again like mm-hmm. five minutes later. And then I thought, oh, another email. And then I just, I heard it again. This was early. This was yeah. like six o'clock in the morning maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I looked and it was Vaughn. And Patricia's wife. Yeah. yeah. And I, I uh, went, uh-oh. Uh, it was weird that she was calling at that hour. And she knew that I lived in L.A. It wasn't like. Big time difference from New York, uh, New Jersey. Was, yeah. I knew something wasn't right. And, uh, you know, you, you hear messages that are just like really horrible messages like uh and it was her like crying on the message like something's happened to patrice and it was um she had said you know patrice has been taken to the hospital uh think she's think he's had a stroke uh Mm -hmm. call me you know and and that was uh it was hard yeah it was it was uh it was a really i called her um I don't think I, 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 I didn't have as much time to think about a reaction necessarily because right. there was things to do, yeah. which is probably better because I think I would have been, you know. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I just I called her. I started talking to her, figuring out where, thing, where they were. Um, I, called, uh, I called Jim right away. Because I, you know, yes, yeah. Because there was, and and when I also called uh, Matt Frost, who was Patrice's agent, and you know, like immediately, we didn't know anything yet. We just knew that he had been taken in the hospital. Yeah, I think he had a stroke, but we didn't know that he for sure had a stroke. We didn't. We we didn't know any of this stuff. So it was, uh, you know, just this moment of uh, first trying to trying to ascertain where he was what could we do those guys uh you know jim and matt got in the car they drove to the hospital um i was trying to on the phone i was on the phone with vaughn a lot yeah we were trying to figure out you know we were trying to talk to doctors what needed to be done and um how long before they realized it, it was stroke because uh, what I read was, uh, my understanding, he was in the bed and he started feeling this tingly feeling or something where he thought yeah. something was not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but how long did before we realized it was a stroke? Yeah. When did the doctor tell you it, it was a uh, stroke? You know, that day at some point, maybe maybe like an hour or two later. Um, I, you know, the hours started passing by and I was on the phone and I was like, you know, thinking about 
oh my god like you know all right let's make sure let's get his uh are there records they need is there a you know his own doctor all mm-hmm. these other things that um we were dealing with and um you know and and the moment where i think it really hit me was you know uh talking to Vaughn and i i mean i could just hear it in her voice you know sure. she was really going through hell and um i was still not i guess i wasn't believing i was like thinking yeah. this this was like okay wait a minute this is not like a stroke stroke like you think of an old guy getting a stroke yeah this was like all right this is weird this happens but i've heard of like people in their like 40s having a heart attack or whatever it's just he's gonna get through this and then he's gonna come out and it's gonna be fine it's just you know and the first thing was you know we, we obviously didn't want to tell anybody yet those were the wishes of, of his family and that right i you know we were like okay we're gonna create the and i would have felt the same way to jonathan he's a big strong guy i just uh, you yeah know. I, I just i just didn't think that it was I, and i you know again he had to go into surgery so there was a period of time where we weren't going to know anything for a while mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like this moment of you're just going okay 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 uh he's fine i mean he's gonna be fine he's going to be your long road recovery right but he's going to be okay it's just this is stroke i mean you know people don't die from strokes i mean look at uh the, the, i can you know think off the top of my head of all these people that have had strokes sure and so you just you just don't think that and i don't know anything about you know this kind of i don't know the science behind it right um at that point uh, i know a little bit more now but i didn't at that point and i was uh really really trying to figure out i remember i called my cousin who is a uh, a vascular surgeon but um you know he walked me through exactly what happens and everything and it was like oh my god what about you know what what is is there brain damage he goes well it depends and all these things you find out yeah. you know um and then, and then you know you look at all the good things too we, we kept saying look there is a um a thing where if with a stroke victim you got to get to the hospital it's all about getting medical attention right away Fortunately, he, um, you know, they, they, I kept thinking, well, okay, I mean, he, it wasn't like he's been sitting in his bed for, you know, five hours without medical attention. It was, they, he got to the hospital fairly quickly. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it was really hard. The first 24 hours, I mean, again, I don't think I thought that there was, that he wasn't, I, I just kept saying, he's going to come out of this. I kept telling myself, yeah. That. But also, I, I remembering back, and you know, when he came out of the surgery and the doctor, they, they didn't know anything. They just said, "Well, now it's a, you know, he's he just come out. He needs. We won't know anything till you know for like another twenty four hours about what things look like." And that's that was a, you know, and at that point there was, I was trying to find things to do, like, okay, um, comfort his. Well, it wasn't just comfort his family, but also it was like, all right, you know, who's picking up his mom at the airport? How, you know, and Vaughn was amazing. She, she, she really, really, you know, just, I mean, I, I saw in her something unbelievable. Um, This incredible, just, she came together and she was, you know, I don't want to say grieving, that's the wrong word. She was just, uh, you know, her, her whole world at that moment had been shattered and, you know she's at the same time going to the airport 
fixing this, you know, making arrangements for Patrice's mom could come around, all, all these things. And uh, I think we were all trying to find stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, God, it was horrible. I, you know, I, it, I also um, remember the other things that we had to do that seem weird now, but we had to cancel some gigs because, and we, again, we, we were not telling anybody this. So right. we had to cancel these gigs and we without had, alarming people. Yeah. And on. that was the crazy part, you know, doing that <clears throat> in, in these sort of, ah, kind of joking, matter of fact voices like, nah, listen, unfortunately we were probably going to end what, up. Was, was this the first time you had a client with the uh, medical problems and he had to do something like this or did you have experience? Yeah. Uh, like the, in this case, well, stuff like this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I had one other addiction client. problem, or oh, well, yeah, I had a. Yeah, uh, um, I've had one other client. I've, I've I've gone through this now, twice, which, uh, but it was different. Because um, Jonathan, I I I thank you as a person first and a friend of mine, and I I know how much you care, and there's that's a big difference between I think you and most of the managers I met in LA. I think a lot of times there's a lot of managers it's just an opportunity to make money from their clients but you, t <laughs> you, you took this really hard and yeah. you could have abandoned the family but you really went out of the way to make sure you know that the, the special well, and I mean, get this albums out and you know we I mean, you don't get credit for that but no, I, I think you should no that's nice I, I mean I'm proud of the work that I did with Patrice and I'm proud mm -hmm. of the, you know for me it was as I realized it as even before he had actually died, there was a period of time where we were still in this phase of, you know, what was going to happen, how were things going to go, and you start thinking about, you know, it's inevitable, you start thinking about uh, death, and you start thinking about, okay, like, there was a moment where, I, and it was horrible to do this, but I remember having to call Vaughn and saying, look, I am not in any way trying to be negative. I'm, I'm, believe me, my, my soul, my, my, uh, uh, belief is that let's, we, we, you know, be strong and get him through this. But at the same time, in the, you know, horrible event that we lose him, we needed to have certain things, you know, it makes sense for a lot of reasons to have certain things in place. Yes. And, have some plans and it's horrible to even talk about it but you I'm sure it wasn't easy no Jesus. and and uh, and again it was you know if anybody would say to me well shouldn't you just wait at least till that and you go yeah you can wait sure but these were these weren't just just so you understand I wasn't talking about funeral arrangements mm -hmm. I'm not <laughs> I wasn't trying to think of that it was more about stuff with his business stuff with um, you know like I said I mean I was thinking about all right, we've got this album. We got to finish it. Right. And you know, it, it was because again, there was this moment where, look, if he, if we didn't lose him, uh, we could just wait it out, and he, you know, he'd get better, and we would ultimately figure out when he, when, when he wants to release the record. Right. But in the event that he didn't get better and we lose him, I wanted to have a plan in place because, for two reasons. And this might sound really, I think I, it might sound like I'm trying to ca uh, capitalize on, on his death, and I'm not. Mm. Um, but it was, it was going to be, if, if in the event that we did lose him, 
it was going to be in the news. Yes. This was going to be in the news. It was going to be out there. And for the sole purpose of, I know one thing, one principle, one belief, in that Patrice wanted his mom to be taken care of and his wife, wife. and daughter. Yes. Stepdaughter. And so... Because, and, and he would have want that too. And, yeah. and because of that, it allowed me to go, okay, let's think about this. And <clears throat> we're going to have to, I, I wanted to have it ready. And so, I mean, it wasn't like we were going to release it the day after he died or something like that. No. But, I, but it, was, it needed to be within a time frame where his mind, excuse me, his name would be fresh on people's mind. Absolutely. And again, so people understand this money was going to the family. It was going to help them, and um, uh, you know, I it was it was something that uh, again I know Patrice would have wanted. Uh, sure. So that was hard. That was really hard. Starting to have to think about that stuff and do that, and then. Uh, and I think I think uh, many of his friends helped him. I th- I know I'm pretty sure Russell Peters probably helped him too. He had. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this: great admirer of Patrice. There was, they were friends for a long time. There was a lot of people. A lot of amazing comedians. I mean, people who, uh, and I'm not going to name their names, but these were people who, in the moment when things were really hard, mm-hmm. they stepped up. And uh, um, they stepped up in a way that uh, it was really amazing to see that. Sure. You know, it it, it, it kind of renewed your faith in uh, uh, <clears throat> humanity a little bit because they stepped up. And that was that was a really, really special thing to see. There were... Some others who, I'll say, didn't step up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just well, gonna and leave we it had this that. conversation, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. But <clears throat> there were some others who, they certainly gave the uh, impression that they wanted to step up and be there. But I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. You know, Were um, you surprised about that? Mm. It, it, it can be sometimes. I, w- I actually was was not as surprised. <laughs> uh, maybe a little, just a little, just but a little. not 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 like shocked. Mm-hmm. Not like oh my god, can you believe it? I, I just was, you know. But um, I'll say this: for the majority of, 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 of you know his friends and everything, everybody stepped up. I mean, sure. And and I'd rather focus on that. It, it, you know, it, it was. Uh, there were people who, uh, you know really really stepped up and and uh who who proved to be really good friends and and it was amazing that was that made it really easy even you know even even our friends at uh caroline's um caroline hirsch and, and andrew fox they and, and louis Ferranda, they um they let us have uh caroline's to do like a like know, a memorial like a, like or something reception yeah like a you know like a memorial i guess um after, well we had the funeral and so this was someplace like uh you know, to to kind of after the service to go and, yeah. and uh, get together, and you know, and it was uh, it was amazing how quickly they just pulled this together, and and that was really special. And I think the reason it was special is because other than being at the church, you know, which is really like it's, I mean, you're not as uh, conversational at the church. You know, you come in, there's this this. Uh, service Lofty and everything speech, yeah and and then you know you, you see people but everybody's more in hushed tones respectful things and then you know you, you can kind of go but this gave us a place to go afterwards and um and you know in a weird way just to, to tell funny stories about patrice to in a more informal setting as opposed to 
I mean, there were some amazing, amazing things said at the at the at the uh, the service. But um, I heard Colin was very funny. Colin was genius, mm-hmm. absolute genius. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart, I, you know, Jim Norton, Chris Ron, yeah. uh, Rich Voss was hysterical. You know, I don't know. This I don't mind telling. This is a, a funny story, but we actually all of us went to lunch. Uh, the guys that were the pallbearers mm-hmm. and a few others. We went to lunch before, you know, the, the service. And uh, it was this weird, uncomfortable lunch, you know. And and I remember, like, Voss at one point got up <laughs> right? from the table. <laughs> Colin goes, when he gets on, we should all walk out. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, I was like, oh, man, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. I think Patrice would have found that so funny. Yes. But there was this, you know, when we got to the church, it was like, wait a minute, ugh, there's too many people here. There's just, it's like, you know, and with his mom there, she might have, uh, well, no, she she would have gotten it. I mean, she, she, I don't know if she would have laughed at that moment. Who knows? But it was like, nah, maybe this isn't right for the, the church. <laughs> but it, there was just this, it was funny because we were all planning on it. It was like, oh, we're going to get up and walk out. And, um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was quite funny. It was uh, Colin was great. Hey, listen, uh, it was a beautiful s- service. Uh, the pastor was 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 terrific. Uh, you know, it was it was sad. I mean, it was just a. a I remember. You must have been exhausted, Jonathan. I was so emotionally drained uh, that day because that there was this moment when it when the the service was over. And we went to Caroline's. I did Caroline's. I hadn't eaten all day long. And I remember, like, being at Caroline's and, uh, you know, you see people and whatnot. And we put Patrice's family into the car to take them home. And then uh, I remember I got, like, I just I just, I just, just remember uh, somebody offered me a ride. And I said, no, 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 it's okay. I'm going to walk. And I walked. And it was freezing cold. And I walked from Caroline's all the way down uh, to way downtown and i just i i don't do this very often yeah. but i just i went into a bar and i i i had uh, a few drinks and it just i was alone at that moment and it, and it really hit me it was like a um i like i had this moment of like like fuck like there's no patrice anymore to tell me like uh you know like one time we had dinner in new york and it was a summer and it was beautiful outside and I love walking. I don't care. I love walking. Um, and I try to everywhere. I, when I, especially when I'm in New York, I always try to walk. Unless, you know, <laughs> times an issue. What about Patrice? Did he like walking? Well, no, no, no. But we were at, it was Russman Eve and Patrice and I at this uh, restaurant uptown. And he goes, uh, come on, John, I'll give you a ride. Which is so sweet, you know, him wanting to take me out. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to walk. He goes, we're on 86th Street. Where are you going? And I'm like, it's like 30th between, you know, first and second. He goes, what? Fuck, are you crazy? Come on. And I was like, no, I want to walk. He goes, man, fuck you. And I was like, why are you saying fuck you? I want to walk. And he goes, yeah. fuck you, man. You're an asshole. And I'm like, because I want to walk? And he goes, man, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I swear to God, if you want, you can follow behind me and, and, and watch me. I am just going to walk. I put on my headphones and I walk. I like doing it. It clears my head. And, but he just but it was weird because I, I got to that bar that night and uh there was no patrice to tell me that there was no you know and uh and there was no it, it, you know many you know now it's almost two years since then and, oh yeah uh, and it's like um 
I, I there isn't a month or a week that goes by where I think, gosh, damn it, I wish Patrice were here. Like whether it's a scandal on TV, whether it's a, a you know a trip I'm taking. He's the he's like the, like I was telling. I really want to hear what he thought about the Trevon Trevon Trevon. Oh, Trevon Martin. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Another racial yeah. kind of stuff. He's a fun. He never take a person. You could actually have an honest oh, conversation. Yeah, he loved it when he had an honest conversation yeah. with white people. You yeah. know, and he's not a. I, I had one conversation mm-hmm. with him, which was honestly like, where I, it wasn't like a joking around conversation. It was very serious, and I was like, "Why are you so? Like, tell me what it is you want. Then what could we do as white people?" And it was this, you know. He actually said to me reparations, and he was serious. But mm-hmm. it was it was it wasn't like. He was making a joke. I was. I wasn't making it. It was like, but it was this amazing. We got to this moment, to this place, um, where uh, you know, I, like I really, I the, the the one trip that made me see how do I say this? See inside of him, but that helped me uh, understand him better. Sure. We spent all this time in my car driving around, and that's when we had that conversation about race and stuff like that, and just. Like, he wasn't just a guy trying to use this as a bit. He was no. intelligent. He was brilliant. He's an original thinker, and too. And an original thinker. And that is why so many people in the business had a hard time with him, I think. Because anything that's not in the normal form they're used to seeing, it scares them. People, you know, they... they and there's no a, they don't a, understand air of desperation with Patrice at all. None. None. None whatsoever. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, uh, he didn't care one bit if you were... Uh, uh, you know, if you if 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 he thought that like you know he didn't care if it was a multi multi millionaire who it did, didn't matter to him no it didn't matter to him you know and uh, yeah he got, he got really angry with me at the stand up live in Phoenix where after the show he brought three or four attracting black gals they want to like take pictures or whatever <laughs> I just assumed because well. He's yeah. black. They're black. I'm sure they want to talk. And like, man, th- he was nice to them. But afterward, ah, he fucking chewed me out. Like, yeah, you know, come on, nigga, whatever that he was saying to me. And then, then like, you can you can't just bring people over here. And he, he just want to relax. But yeah, it, Jonathan, I really appreciate you put me that gig that weekend because I never really spent time with Patrice. Yeah. And, and even Bill Burr said, like, if he didn't have an argument with Patrice, that that means he didn't really like it's true. you. you it's know? absolutely true. Patrice show uh, affection by you know going after you. And he he I, you know you you realize certain things about him. And one of them, he loves talking about. Uh, he, he would talk about his mother and like how she would love to get angry at stuff. Mm-hmm. And look for these. And he kind of had that too. Mm-hmm. Like he liked to get angry about stuff. He liked to get upset about things and but he wouldn't do it if he didn't have a reason you know he, he'd mm. find that reason quickly and uh there was i was i was literally like at, at one point i remember going he's not afraid of anybody like he's for real not afraid of mm. anybody it was it's it's incredible to encounter that um you know i think no matter you know it, it, no insecurity that way sure was, i mean the only time i saw him the only time he told me rather excuse me he told me that he was the, who, in t- slightly intimidated by it was early on in his career when he was working on uh, uh wrestling um WWE, Vince, uh, yeah. yeah was he had to Vince go to McMahon. Vince McMahon's house and WWE, he was yeah. he was um he was kind of intimidated because he grew up watching wrestling and he was sure. a fan of it and here he is going to his house to work on it and like you know 
he said just it was like there was a moment he's like wow i'm like with the don you know and and uh and it was perfect analogy because patrice loved movie analogies but um that was that was like a a he just but nobody intimidated him nobody and that's why i mean you know going into these meetings with executives television executives and movie executives you know like they could try to act impressive network head who doesn't matter i'm not gonna you know he just it's really a it's it's it was amazing that's why one of the reasons he was so special just you know and it wasn't that he was just i've seen guys who act like they're not intimidated Mm -hmm. but you can you you see right through that sure you see through it especially when they act like everything's cool and they're terrific and everything's great and nothing you know and it's like it's that that veneer comes off quickly um, and there's know. no tougher artist than uh, you know two groups I think Opie yeah. and Anthony f- yeah. comedy fans and black rooms and those black rooms could be tough but I've seen Patrice do a couple of those shows he take control of the whole oh, I watched right him, away I watched a guy uh, in Chicago um, start heckling Hannibal Buress and uh, <laughs> Patrice got on stage the guy tried it with him and he just eviscerated the sure. guy he goes I remember he's like, all right, so, uh, okay, now's your time. You go. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no, man, come on, do the show. He's like, no, 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 it's your time. He sat up there. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Easily five minutes of silence. And the, and the audience is like, come on, man, come on. He's like, nope, nope. This guy's he's funny guy in the audience. He's, now's his time. I'm giving him a shot. Come on, man. And it got so uh, rough on the guy that the audience started harassing the guy. Mm-hmm. And say, just you should leave. We want to see the show. We came to see Patrice, and it, it, you know, but he just—I mean, you know—and and he did that because that guy was just a rude asshole. Yeah. Um, but if you Hannah know, was a great comic, he's a nice guy. Why, why would you do that? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, uh, that was another thing. He was—he was protective of other comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was—you know—this is the same thing that Jim always talk about. Um, Jim get really teary when it comes to something bad happened to comedians. And yeah. I, think, I, I think a lot of those comics that I met in East Coast, they feel strongly about that, you yeah. know. And um, I think that um, <clears throat> especially when you hear Patrice, uh, sorry, when when I, I can tell you firsthand, uh, Patrice called me up wanting to find a way to get, um, uh, you know, like to help some of these other comedians, sure. like um, you know Harris, for example. Um, he 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 wanted. Uh, he wanted to have Harris in the opening. You know, it was it was amazing. Like he just he was really protective that way. But you know, it was uh, you know look, I, it's funny. We've talked for a long time about Patrice. I, I uh, uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I, I actually have a few minutes. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, this is not going to be the last time. I, I, I definitely <laughs> want to talk more about travel stuff, Jonathan. Yeah. But Patrice is the one I really want to talk to. Sure. And I, I didn't know all these details about what's going on, and yeah. all, all I could say is. I don't know how many days after you told me and it was really hard for me because I would see his friends and I made a promise to you that I'm not going to say anything and they had no idea what was going on yeah. and I don't know how much maybe well what, thanks now everybody knows I told you well <laughs> thanks a lot yeah. <clears throat> a week later whatever it was they finally announced it but uh, yeah. it's, it's just um, yeah. it's a tragedy because he really was force of nature and I love watching him perform and it's just incredible and he was similar like uh, Russell that he didn't really write material he just had something to talk about and he did and you pay attention for him for the hour that he was performing and it was your original thinking and like anything like that happened that day he, he could give you I have I have I saved for whatever reason mm-hmm. my old phone 
I have a lot of voicemails saved from him. Well, do you? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty funny. I mean, some of them are funny. Some of them are just like, you know, whatever. It's just, hey, man, call me. Others are like, uh, there's a few in there. <laughs> there's a couple where he berates me a few times. Sure. Um, but it, listening to him, it's it's hard to listen to him sometimes. Yeah. Because, it, he's you know, it's like... It's not the real thing, and it's not you know. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not. It's it's just uh, you know. But but it's uh, it's funny, you know. I was listening to the new album in the car the other day, just, you know, and I'd heard it now. I don't know how many times, but uh, I was listening to it again, and I'm like, you know what? This guy, re- I mean, what a shame. Uh, again, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, but I just uh, when it's, someone it's, it's, when it's, when you when they're alive. You probably don't focus on the talent as much because you're focused on other things, trying to make other things happen. Trying sure. To, you know, we were trying to get the show going. We were trying all these other things, and and you know, I'll say this: as much as I love Patrice, and as much as he's a genius, he also had the ability to get in his own way at times too. Absolutely. And so, you it, those things tend to take away from the. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you know, a silly example was like, I can't tell you how much time I spent on trying to negotiate his parking when he was shooting the movie. <laughs> I mean, parking was a really important thing to Patrice. We're gonna park my truck, man. It was all. It's like, and I got to know it after a while. I'd be like, don't worry, I worked it out. You can. They have a parking space. When he went to have that meeting on on um, Nature Calls, the the he had a. Uh, I had made them have a production assistant wait in front so they could park his car in front. Because, <laughs> you know, so I, didn't want, I, I just knew that him having to look for parking, uh-oh, that was going to be a problem. Right. You know, and so you, you end up, I think, when you're working with someone and those things can also, you know, not cloud, but get in the way or, you know, take up time. And you don't, you, you, you don't focus on the the genius all the time. I mean, you, know, you wouldn't. It's not real to do that. It's yeah. not normal to do that. But uh, we uh, we think. About, I think about it now all the time. I mean, I think about it now, and you think about the moments you had with him, and you go, "Wow!" Like you you just look back and you really cherish every moment. I mean, it sounds cliched, but I think it's. Uh, I think about the two those f- few times I did spend time with him. It was it was fun. He, the guy was hilarious. Yeah. And he didn't hold anything back. But all right, Jonathan. I, I um, ne- next one I do. I want to talk about the travel, uh, the travel <laughs> stories. But I'm sorry, I Patrice. Yeah, think, right. think that I really, really want to talk to you. And yeah. I, think, I think I want everyone to. Um, I, I, it fails me. The new names of the new albums that, that uh, for Patrice. Patrice's new album is called Patrice O'Neill Unreleased. Um, you can buy it on iTunes. I don't know when. When is this going up? This podcast. Uh, probably in two weeks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Amazon. Amazon, um, uh, where else can you get it? In stores, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to say there's this thing that uh, is out now, but it doesn't matter. It's this humble bundle. But uh, And what was the Mr. Pete one? Uh, the first album is Mr. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, pick it up. It's on, uh, you, same thing, iTunes. Amazon, iTunes. Amazon, yeah. iTunes, all that stuff. Um, and just know that if you go and you, like... You know, I suppose you have the option of you could steal it uh, or you know download it somewhere without. But just remember, this is for his family. <laughs> yeah, the um, the proceeds go to his family, and so you know, if if you if you know if you sample it and you hear a track that makes you laugh and you want more, and uh, you know, even if you download a few tracks, it helps. And so, uh, 
uh, yeah, we uh, they will greatly appreciate it. Um, and more than more, more, more to the point, and this is the thing that's really important for me, and uh, I feel very committed to this is, excuse me, is keeping Patrice's legacy alive. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, we've lost too many great comedians. Um, Greg Giraldo, you know, I, we just there's been too many people that we've lost that are great comedians. And Hepberg, Colin, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Henny Youngman. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but but uh, the thing is, see, just the fact that I said just kidding, if Patrice were here right now, he'd be like, why the fuck did you just say yeah. just kidding? <laughs> like, that, they know you're kidding, idiot. Mm-hmm. Why would you say, like, and I'm such an idiot sometimes that, I, of course, I said that. <laughs> Because no, you thought I was serious. Anyway, um, but but keeping his legacy alive is uh, really important. As there's not just for him, but other comedians. But but especially for me, in, is keeping Patrice's legacy alive. Buy all those albums, but after you're done what, uh, purchasing them and listening to them, check out some of his interviews on Opie and Anthony show. It yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And he's a terrific singer too. There's a couple episodes when he was singing, and yeah. like it's great. And I really miss him because uh, he just make me laugh. I mean, him Norton. David Taylor, Russell Peters of the world, they're great friends, and I I really miss him. And Jonathan, I can't say enough. Uh, I I know it wasn't. E- I know you joke around, but I know it wasn't easy for you, and you you, you work relentlessly yeah. to help him and his family. So, well, thanks. I, I, I mean, listen, I, mm-hmm. I'll say this: I'm in awe of what uh, the people in his family have stepped up in terms of just how you mm-hmm. know they've really they they too deserve. I, I listen. I I think they, in fact, Vaughn deserves the most credit of anybody she's really done a stellar job um and uh but yeah it's it's uh it's it's worth it because uh as colin said in the liner notes you're not going to see another guy like this no (laughs) you're just not you know and uh i i remember when uh one of the last one of the few, no, it wasn't one of the last conversations, but, you know, somewhere in the last few months, we had had a conversation about uh, young comedians. And uh, it's funny, um, he uh, he was talking about, uh, who was it, um, Jay Farrow. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this kid's going to blow up, you see. And he's a really funny guy. Yeah, I, I've never seen his line. stand-up. Uh, he's on the SNL. But very, on uh, SNL, my God, his impressions are incredible. And he's funny. And... Um, and I remember going, yeah, uh, he's good, but how can he be funnier than you? And he's like, come on, man. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And and uh, and again, nothing. I, I'm, this is in no way a, a slight against Jay Farrow. He, a very funny guy, very, funny very guy. talented guy. Strong uh, impression. Also, yeah. much younger too. Yeah. And so it's. But it's, Patrice says some real stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the heavy stuff. That's the something that somebody in the early twenties might not have. And so you just, you just, you know, it's like. <clears throat> Um, and and believe me, Jay Farrow might end up becoming the biggest comedian in the world. Um, more power to him. But it was just, it was sort of. Um, uh, he uh, he he. I remember him him talking about you know some of these other guys, Kevin Hart and stuff like that, and you know uh, who all have great success and deserve it. And sure. uh, you know this is taking away nothing from them. But it was funny because he 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 sort of didn't see himself. I think is getting the same kind of success as those guys, and but you know he will be in part of that Mount Rushmore. Well, of yeah, the yeah, yeah, You look back. I mean, that's 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 the uh, you know 
that's the thing. It's uh, and somebody asked um, Doug Stanhope, who is another great, great stand-up comic out there, and they asked who who was the best black comic, and he's just as like, well, without a hesitation, was Patrice. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, 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 it makes me happy that he said that, and uh, well, I agree with him. You know, this is surpassing Richard Pryor and people like that too. Yeah. You know, and, um, Jonathan. Before I let you go, what, what's your Twitter account? So people, I want people oh, to God. follow you. Oh, do, I don't, or if you don't want to do it, no, that's I'll fine. give it out. I, I, is it, like, I end up retweeting a lot of stuff that usually has nothing to do with comedy, but has more to do with Afghanistan, Yemen, because other, because other we won't, places we, that we I like to we travel. Won't talk about that, but um, that's another time, I guess. But uh, my Twitter is Jay Brandstein. That's J B R A N D S T E I N. Jay Branstein at Jay Branstein, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. And uh, you work for the great MBSD, and uh, <laughs> if you're lucky enough to have him as a manager, you you must be doing something. All right, right. all right, all right, all right. Really? Uh, yeah. Come on. Oh God. All right. Um, please. <laughs> you know how? By the way, let me just, yes. let me just say one thing. Yes. We're sitting here uh, in my house. And we're the only two people here, okay, yes. right now. And we have these microphones. And if if, if someone walked in right now, yeah. it almost looked like two kids playing, like, you know, uh, because we've got these microphones. Y Yoshi doesn't have the clip-on type. He has these big, giant, yeah, like giant the ones. kind Howard Cosell used to use. Yeah. So we've got these two microphones here. And now <laughs> the light has changed, and it's almost getting dark. So we're sort of sitting in the dark talking into microphones and there's nobody here and so if, if except if, for your dog murray yeah except for my dog yeah who's looking at us like what the fuck are you guys doing um yeah sorry i just had to point that out because it it i found it to be rather humorous that jonathan thanks th if <laughs> someone comes in now they're gonna look at what, what, what are you guys doing jonathan thanks for doing the podcast and i want to also once again thank david cho for doing that album yeah. cover i really appreciate it and um um, please, uh, if you want to help the show, donate or buy the T-shirt at Come on, it's just a little bit of money. So. Everybody's rich. We know that. Come on. All of Yoshi's fans are wealthy. <laughs> no, they're one not. One, one trip in your private jet could fund Yoshi for a while. So, you know. It's getting desperate time. But. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, thanks. And, thanks, uh, Thanks for the Thank you, everybody. Listening. And next time, we, I, I do want to uh, talk about travel stuff. Um, it's just the Patrice thing was like... Um, it was so important to talk about. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening and talk to you guys soon. Bye.